everyone, once again, to the Who the Thug Sports Trivia Podcast. I'm your host, Dusher, once again recording from Pacific Grove, California. I am joined once again by my great high school friends, Chris Archer and Alec Phillips. We currently have a five-game series going on between the two. Chris currently leads 1-0 thanks to his 19-18 victory. Come from behind victory, I should add, a week ago. So we're going to see if Chris Archer can take the commanding 2-0 lead going into game two. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm still kind of upset about the last game, mainly because the reason why I lost was doubting that the Kings were like as bad as they are, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I should have gone with my gut. And if I just said the Kings were worse in every question, I probably would have come out on top. There were a few questions. I was like, surely they're not that bad. And I'm ashamed of myself for ever thinking that. I thought I told myself I'd never think that again, but I've learned my lesson. I mean, you, you said that the Kings had a, a um, wait. Yeah, you thought that the Kings were worse than the Clippers for the past like 50 years, and that wasn't the case. Yeah, because like the questions, something like that. It was the yeah, the, the one that I remember was the assist question. It was like, who had the most assists in the season? And I was like, surely it's the Kings because we had Rondo for that one season. I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, and I also added to like you had Oscar Robertson at one point in the history of your franchise, and you'd also yeah, think sure he would he would stack up the assist too. But no, it was the win percentage question that stunned you. The Clippers are just historically bad, and it kind of segues me into this collapse that's currently pending, but surely is going to happen based on these events. Chris Archer, it's Game Seven tomorrow evening. Wait, Drew, did you lose to Leeds in the season opener? No, we won four three. Yeah, get get fucked, get fucked, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you're toast. You just you just incorrectly said something. <laughs> this could be bad for you, man. Start for trivia. What a start! What an absolute start. So, the, the Clippers, we're gonna we're gonna be fine. We're gonna okay. be fine. Yeah, look, here's the thing. This is the egregious thing. I just saw the line for Game Seven. Denver's a seven and a half point dog. That is way too many points to give Denver in a Game Seven. I was talking this over with a colleague of mine who I went to college with, and he's like currently doing like Denver. He reports for the Denver Post and stuff, but and he's like, and we're both just stunned at the whole entire series. It's been nine and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half point favorites for the Clippers the entire series. Nothing less than that. I mean, it's been egregious in my eyes. No, Clippers are, Clippers are going to run away with it tomorrow. Run away? Yeah. See, I also think... Double-digit win. Yeah, I think the Clippers will also, in the beginning, run away with because that's what they've done pretty much every game this series. It's what happens after they run away with it into the fourth quarter, which I seems think we're, concerning. I, I think we're going to play the fourth quarter tomorrow. No, I, I, I think you will too. I just don't know if you're going to win it. Yeah, and I expect, and there certainly will be basketball played. Yeah, and I think the the, the over under was two hundred eight. I mean, that's a perfect game seven like line, and it's, all of them have hit the under game sevens. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so can't wait for that tomorrow. We'll also talk about some NFL um, at halftime of this game. But let's get to the rules. 
of Huda Thunk once again, for those of you that don't know. So, of course, the player with most points at the end wins. Each player is going to have two double troubles, meaning that a question can be worth double the initial amount of points. The player has to declare the double trouble before the corresponding question is asked. If they miss the question, the player loses those points at stake. So, that those are the general rules, and we are going to now head into the first quarter. So, for the first quarter, take two. That is the format. So, both the players are going to be given two categories with clever clues that relate to the topic. The player who wins the coin toss gets to either play and choose the category or defer to the opponent and have it choose the first category. Once the category is chosen, the player gets five questions on the topic and gets a point for each correct answer. If the player misses the question, the opponent will get a chance to steal the point. Double troubles can be played during this, of course, and this process will be done twice with the first quarter. So, Alec lost game one. So, as the trailing representative in the series, Alec, what's the call? Uh, heads. We're going heads. All right. Hey, Siri, toss a coin. It is tails, according to Siri. So, that means Chris will have the choice as to whether or not he gets the first category. What would you like to do, Chris? I'm going to take it. You're going to take the first category. So, as we all know, airplane fares, economy, first class and such, but they're also business and coach, as they also say so. Chris, would you like to choose business or coach? I'm going to go with business, Sherrick. Business it is. So, business is five questions on athletes that have a stake of ownership of other professional sports franchises. So, question number one. What current NFL megastar who recently signed a lucrative contract purchased a stake of the Kansas City Royals? That's Patrick Mahomes. That is correct. Chris gets on the board easily right there. Now, of course... Last game, the questions were really hard for you two. So expect a high, expect the over. Expect the over, ladies and gentlemen. Very much expect the over. Oh, that's stupid. I didn't know. You even admitted on the show. You even admitted on the show. You even admitted on the last show. Stupid. <laughs> you admitted that. Stupidity right. was rampant. <laughs> All right. Question number two, Chris. You're up one nothing. What English footballing icon claimed ownership of Inter-Miami after a clause in his MLS contract that he signed in 2007 stated that he can own an expansion team at a discounted price? English football legend, he said? Indeed. I'm going to go with David Beckham. David Beckham is also correct. 2 nothing, Chris. That's really well done there. David Beckham. <laughs> Indeed, bad and light Beckham. Crap film, but who cares? Question number three. In Excuse me. I have <laughs> yeah. something to say about that. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Very charming. Oh, whatever. Number three. Touching, touching cinema. <laughs> in 2011, LeBron James bought a 2% stake of what Premier League club? Ooh. Oh, man. Don't really know much about the Prem. And I can tell that Alec knows this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Manchester City. 
Manchester City is incorrect. Alec, you have a chance to steal. Is it Liverpool Football Club? Liverpool Football Club is indeed the correct answer. <laughs> Lovely. Uh. The well-genuine Liverpool Football Club, the Premier League champions. Question number four. It's well known <laughs> that Michael Jordan currently owns the Charlotte Hornets. But which Hornet did Jordan slap in the face after this player received a technical foul in 2018? Which uh, Hornet did he slap in the face? It went pretty viral. 2018. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with Malik Monk. Malik Monk is correct. Way to pull that out of the bag. Thinking about that for that long. Well done. It is 3-1. There's, there's like only three known players to play for the Hornets, and that's one of them. <laughs> Michael, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Kemba Walker. I, I was, see, I didn't. if that went to me, I didn't know who it was, and I was going to say Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, because I was like, there's only three of them. There's only three people that ever played for the team. So. Yeah, they, they've always had three on the court, and that's hence they why they, they've been sitting over here. They, they had Tony Parker. They had... Nicholas oh my God, I forgot about They that. did. One year. One year. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> it's almost inappropriate. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah, the it's fact that shocking. Parker. Yeah. All right. So, in question number five, to round out the category, Kevin Durant recently purchased a 5% stake of which MLS franchise? Oh, boy. I can hardly name that many MLS franchises. Um, shoot, I'm going to pass on this one. All right. It's a pass for Chris. Alec, you have a chance to steal. I don't know, but if I'm going to venture a guess, is it the DC United? Nope. It's not his hometown team. It is actually the Philadelphia uh, Union of all teams. It was. What? Yeah. <laughs> I so couldn't much. even name that team. I don't know. I don't My know favorite teams know as well. I don't know if there's like a Michael Rubin connection or whatever that might be a part of the reason why he did Philly awesome. United. Who knows? But it is currently 3-1 to Chris going into the second category of the first round, which Alec will take control of. And the second category, of course, is coach. So Alec, you're going to be given five famous press conference quotes from head coaches, and you'll need to tell me who said each one. Like this one. Might not, I'm might not going to be good at this one. Might not want to let I'm a little nervous. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Number one, quote, the Bears are who we thought they were, and that's why we took the damn field. Now, if we want to crown them, then crown their ass. But we are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Who's <laughs> uh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy's incorrect, Chris. Oh, boy. Um, if you need me to read the quote again, I will. Now, I think I remember the press con. I, like, I'm trying to remember the team first. This was recent. This is like within the past five years, right? No, not within the past five years. Do you need the quote again? Um, yeah, read it one more time. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now... If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But we are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Is it Mike McCarthy? No, that is incorrect. The correct answer was Dennis mm-hmm. Green. 
when Arizona lost to Chicago years ago. He went, that's why we took the damn field. Now, you want to crown? Like, they are who we thought they were. And <laughs> that's how it was said. I didn't want yeah, to give it away. I know the, no with the cadence. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't All right. know that. All right. We'll go on to the second <laughs> one. Let's see if you can get this one, Alec. Quote, it is more about them than it is about the team. You can't play with them. Can't win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Is it Rick Pitino? Not Pitino. Chris? That sounds like a Rick Pitino Celtics quote. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you want to get a jab at this? Read one more time. Um, No, I've got an idea just because this really sounds like something this coach would say. I'm going to go with John Gruden. Gruden is incorrect. It was wow. an infamous Niners coach, Mike Singletary, when he went up at the podium oh, and I... said, I want winners. <laughs> I want people that want to win. Yeah, okay, but cool. Drew, if I, if I gave that quote and said Rick Pitino made it on the Celtics, you'd have to believe me. <laughs> That's true, too. That was, a, <laughs> that was a bad, bad, bad time to be a Celtics fan. <laughs> See, I, I was just thinking, I was like, John Gruden may have said that on Hard Knocks. <laughs> that's, that's what my thought process was. <laughs> just sounds like something he would say. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So the third one, Alec, has a bit of context to it. So let's see if you can connect the dots here. Quote, he hasn't been at practice as many times as he said practice. I know who it is. I know uh, who... I'm passing. I know who he was coaching and who, like what team he was coaching. I just don't remember the coach's name. You don't remember the coach's name. All right, Chris, this is for you to go up 4-1 if you can steal. Say the quote again. He hasn't been at practice as many times as he's at practice. You know, it's weird because I, for each of these quotes, I want to gravitate toward a football coach. I'm like <laughs> not considering other sports right now. Um he hasn't been at practice as many times as he's had practice. Said practice. Oh. Said he hasn't practice. hasn't been at practice as many times as he said practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm yeah, I know the team. Uh, Take is it Doug Collins? Doug Collins is incorrect. Correct answer was Larry Brown, of course, referring to AI's famous press conference with the many times he said the word practice. So that was in a joking manner, but that was Larry Brown on the mic there. It's like the most basketball coach name of all time. <laughs> Larry Brown. I mean, Dean Smith yeah. is up there too. Dean Smith is yeah. like, obviously you can, you know that with basketball and like the folklore of UNC and such, but um, mm-hmm. Larry Brown is a very basketball name. I agree with that. All right. Number four, Alec. When, when did Doug Collins take over as their coach? I feel like the I Sixers can't remember a time before Doug Collins. Yeah. This at the Sixers? God. I don't know. I'd have to look that up for you, to be honest. Huh. We need a fact checker on this podcast. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Numero cuatro, Senor Alec. Quote. Get the ball to Michael and everyone get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Is that Doug Collins? That is Doug Collins. You've got one back, and it's 3-2. Well yeah. 3-2, yeah. Chris, and Alec has a chance to tie it up with the fifth one. This is a funny one, this bone, by the way, number five. Quote, 
I never realized how similar I am to Tom Brady. He's married to a supermodel. I'm also married to a supermodel. This coach then holds up a catalog ad of his wife who's modeling the team's apparel. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> This is um, just you'd have to after I give you the answer, you'd have to watch it. It's pretty funny because at the time this rivalry was at the peak and was just like one side of it just took the took the piss out of it. You know, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Pass. Pass. All right, Chris. This is for you to go up too. Is it Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin? Incorrect. Correct answer was Rex Ryan. Rex oh Ryan. Oh my god, of course. Literally said, I've never realized how similar I am to Tom Brady, and literally held up a catalog ad of his wife modeling like a like a generic like ad of just, team apparel like wearing. His wife. So I, just, funny. I just don't even consider that as a rivalry, though. Like I feel like that what? was a very one-sided rivalry of Rex Dude. Ryan hating Tom Brady. It was like a and Tom no. one year. Just not caring. Well, no. Remember the Jets beat the Pats in the divisional round that one year? Remember when they upset them was in Foxborough? Was that the Mark Sanchez year? Yeah, that was the Mark Sanchez glory year. Totally. Okay. Before his butt fumble. What, what that's when, that, that's when it all ended. a rivalry. Well, you go well, up yeah, to Foxborough and beat the that, best that team. And, oh, my word. Yeah, that it's was... It's an upset. It's an upset for sure. Yeah, but there was beef. There was beef. There was beef from both sides. I thought it was an intense game. Like, it was Bart Scott and Randy Moss had their bullshit. And, like, that... I thought that... Bart Scott. That's a name. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Can't wait. <laughs> Mr. Can't wait. <laughs> After the first round of categories, Chris leads three to two. And with that, uh, so Chris won the coin toss. So Alec, as the trailing team, will get to choose between Safari or Firefox. Mm. I refuse to use Safari, so I'll go Firefox. Firefox. These are Firefox over Safari as a browser. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really questionable. That's highly questionable. Come at really me. Really questionable. Yeah. yeah. Firefox it's... is after after Explorer goes. Firefox is going to be the new meme. Yeah, it's a it's by a company called Mozilla. Like who? Like eh. <laughs> like Mozilla. Yeah, eh. Come on. All right. So, Alec, these are five questions on CBS Sports because it's what? a fire. Firefox. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have, have a good day. Yeah, okay, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Numero uno. The charismatic, witty, and sharp Tony Romo is the color commentator alongside Jim Nance for CBS's NFL coverage. Who held this position prior to Romo's arrival? <laughs> Who was the color guy before Tony Romo? Uh, this is going to kill me, Drew. This is going to be the one. Um, uh, uh, I know this isn't right, but I'm just going to say it. Jason Witten. Jason Witten is incorrect. He's Monday Night Football, though, at one point. Chris, you have a chance to steal. Oh, boy. 
I'm trying to think of the old Madden games where Jim Nance would be on there with his partner. <laughs> um, and I'm blanking on who it was. Um, Jim Nance is a Pebble Beach guy, by the way. Indeed. Yeah. Represent. Indeed. Um, it's the same with Green in his backyard. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I'm going to kick myself, but I, I don't know. Correct answer was Phil Sims. Phil Sims alongside. Phil Sims, I knew it. Phil Sims alongside Jim Mance. Sunday afternoons. I knew that one. So. <laughs> All right. Still three to two, Chris. Alec, here's the second question on CBS Sports. This longtime employee of CBS joined the network in 1976 and is currently the coordinating producer of golf. And here's a big hint. One of our friends in high school is related to him. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. You don't know? I don't watch golf. Um, uh, and I know Chris doesn't know this either. I can tell by his face. Um, <laughs> friends? I didn't have friends. Um, damn. Uh, Skip Bayless. Skip, the notorious Skip Bayless is incorrect. Chris, you have a chance to steal. No, I don't watch golf. Uh, well, I do actually. I just don't pay attention to the commentators. Yeah, I watch um, it on mute to really take in the course. All right, so because like yeah, you root for the course, you don't you don't yeah. root for the players. Yeah. You root for the course. Yeah, you root for the course. Um, yeah, the U.S. Open, absolutely. by the way, that's when you root for the course. Absolutely. Oh yeah, U.S. Open is going to be down here next year. Indeed, I'll be there. All right, so I'm guessing um, both of you are blanking. But yeah, I have no, I have no fucking idea. All right, well, you might want to prepare your squeals because the coordinating producer of golf at CPS is Lance Barrow. Really? No yeah, our good friend Brady Barrow. Our good friend Brady Barrow. His <laughs> uncle is currently the courting producer of golf at CBS. I, I thought you might have gotten. I don't know that. how good of a. I don't know how good of a friend. I kind of forgot he existed. <laughs> to be wow. honest. Yeah. He said Brady Barrow. I was like, that's a that's a name. It's a name. All right, number three, Alec. CBS most recently acquired the rights to televise what world-renowned soccer tournament? Can you repeat that question? Number three, CBS most recently acquired the rights to televise what world-renowned soccer tournament? I feel like the World Cup is too easy. So, Champions League. That is correct. Alec ties the game up uh, at three. All right. Uh, that is correct. Number four, this will be a funny one for you to guys ready here. Gary McCord, a well-known on-course golf commentator for CBS, was banned okay. from covering what major tournament after he described the course's greens being so fast that they had, quote, bikini wax on them? Uh, um, I'm, only, I'm only looking for the major tournament. So the major, 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 the PGA Championship. That is incorrect, Chris. You have a chance to steal. Uh, the uh, the U.S. Open. That is also incorrect. Uh, correct answer was the Masters. 
<laughs> when he described uh, Augusta Nationals greens and all the members were all quinky when they when they heard that about him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shit. All right. Number five, Alec. What color commentator for the NCAA tournament is best known for his, no pun intended, color for commentary, with clutch such as, send it in, big fella, and a little lingerie on the deck? Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Nance and? I, I don't remember his name. I'm never going to remember it. I'm Chris, so removed from the tournament. Chris, we want to take a poke at this. NCAA tournament commentator. Mm-hmm. It's the old guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I can see his face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You said Jim Nance. Now I'm thinking. Wait, Bill Sims. We already had a question about Jim Nance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Correct answer is Bill Raftery. Bill Raftery was. I would yeah. never get the. All right, so those CBS questions were pretty tough, but now Chris Archer has the better web internet browser, Safari. And Safari is five questions right. on athletes from Africa. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I can get this stuff, I think. Number one. What? <laughs> I don't know that. He's going to get into some soccer stuff. All right, number one. Not a chance, but... What two-time NBA champion and Hall of Famer was famous for his dreamy footwork in the post, hence his nickname, The Dream? Uh, that would be Hakeem Olajuwon. Drew. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. 4-3 Chris. <laughs> Number two. This Gabonese-born striker won a share of the Premier League Golden Boot honors in the 2018-19 season. Gabonese? Gabonese. Is that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang? That is correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris gets a soccer right. question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alec is distressed. I am so distraught. <laughs> oh, Chris pulls it out the bag there. It is 5-3 in his favor, going into question three. We're running away with it. Chris, name one of the other two Africans that shared those Golden Boot honors that season. Alec looks a little confused. In 2018? 2018-2019, he shared... These two Africans shared the Golden Boot honors with Abemiang. Um, uh, Just need one of them. I'm going to say Mbappe. Mbappe is incorrect. Alec Phillips. Who is one of the two? They're Africans. In 2018. 2018-19. Are they? Question. When you say African, do they play for the for a national team in Africa, or are they like yes. born in Africa but play for a national team? Well, both. So they're, so they're yeah, they're Af they're African nationals. Yeah. Okay. African Mo Salah. Mo Salah, correct. He was one of the two Golden Boot shares. It is five four to Chris now. The other one, of course, the other one. Sadio Mane. 
Oh, he's sea Senegalese. That makes sense. Yeah, Amane is Senegalese. Huh. All right. Question number four, Alec, or sorry, Chris. This is for Chris. My bad. In which city, city did South African Paralympic sprinter and convicted murderer Oscar Pistorius compete in for the Olympic Summer Games? Did throw the murder in there. Um, Oscar Pistorius competed in Rio de Janeiro. Not incorrect, that was Alec. The one before that, Alec, what was the city? Is London. London is correct. We have a tie game, ladies and gentlemen. It is 5-5 going into the final question of this round, this quarter. All right. Minute Bull of South Sudan was well known for being one of the tallest basketball players in history. His son, Bol Bol, is currently playing in the NBA. What team was he drafted by? Oh, I know this. I just read it yesterday. Um, he was drafted by... Oh, boy. Again, I'm going to kick myself here. Um, I am going to say the New York Knicks. New York Knicks is incorrect. Alec. I'm not 100%, but is it the Trailblazers? That is also incorrect. Correct answer was the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Yeah. Miami traded him on... Miami traded on draft day, traded him on draft day to Denver. I forgot what Denver or what Miami got back for that, but it's working out really well for Denver in the long term because he looked really good in a few games in the bubble. You're a nerd. I think Miami's happy with where they're at, though. Well, that, that too. I mean, now Miami is currently in the conference. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So with the end of the first quarter, it is tied at five heading into the second quarter and Second quarter format is who am I? So both players will be taking turns being asked at most four clues about a specific athlete. If you get the athlete correct after one clue, you get four points after two clues, three points, three clues, two points, and so forth. Now you aren't required to guess after the first clue and you can be strategic as to when you want to guess the athlete. If the player gets the athlete incorrect, its opponent will have a chance to steal each player will be asked about two athletes for the round, and double total rules are applied in which you still have both of those at your disposal. And to clear something up, last game, um, after four clues, Alec guessed incorrectly on one of the athletes, and Chris actually should have had a chance to steal after that fourth clue was asked. So I'll be making sure after if someone guesses it incorrectly after four clues, the other player will get a chance to steal. So it's tied at five. But since Alec lost the coin toss, he will get the first athlete. And Alec, here is your first clue. Even as a cornerback, I was mentioned by Jay-Z in his hit, I Got the Keys. Next clue. Next clue. I recently signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, and I'm looking to revitalize myself after some injury woes during my last season in Washington. Next clue, but I think I know who it is. Third clue. <laughs> I became one of the premier lockdown corners in the league as I earned all-pro honors in 2015 while being one of the crucial centerpieces of a Super Bowl defense. Josh Norman. Josh Norman is correct, Alec. That is two points on the board. You're up 7-5. 
That was really well done. So for clarification on the first clue, he's like, I'm Josh Norman. I normal. You can look at the lyrics and all, but he is in that song. So Chris, first clue, the first athlete for you. I am the only player from IUPUI. That's Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis to ever play in the NBA. Next. Next. <laughs> All right. That gives me nothing. <laughs> Clue number two. While I've only averaged 11.1 points and 3.1 assists per game for my career, most pundits would say, would say that I've had a healthy, solid 11-year career to this point. 11-year career. To this point, currently in the league, 11 point, eleven points, three assists, roughly. Next hint. I was the floor general for my hometown team and helped lead it to two Eastern Conference Finals appearances during my time there. Two Eastern Conference Finals? Two. I'm going to go with George Hill. George Hill is correct. He ties the game up at seven with that one. Well done. Right. Now the now what's now what's funny is that fourth clue, if you hadn't got that correct, was had I not missed a crucial free throw in game one of the twenty eighteen finals, J.R. Smith would not have been remembered for his hilarious yet costly blunder. I just <laughs> I still I had to get that in. I had to get that in there. Yeah, of course you did. Of course. Six, so, six game, game is tied at seven. Alec, your first clue for the next athlete. I am the most recent player to win a PGA Tour event as an amateur. I did this by winning a Northern Telecom Open in Tucson, Arizona in 1991. (laughs) (laughs) Next 10. (laughs) All right, number two. That win in Tucson gave me a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour, and I've made more than a full use of it as I've won 44 times in my career on the PGA Tour to this point. Next 10. I'm looking to complete the career Grand Slam with the U.S. Open and Winged Foot this weekend. It's determined that I finished runner-up in a record six times and a course where I blew my greatest chance of winning it in 2006. Next 10. With six major championships to my name, I'm the most successful left-handed golfer of all time. Phil Mickelson. That is correct. Alec leads eight to seven. Only just hand him one. <laughs> it's it's the easiest clue on there. It's supposed to give you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is your last athlete, Chris. Last athlete in general for this round, I should say. I have three brothers that played or are currently playing FBS level college football. One of my younger brothers is currently a quarterback at Michigan. Currently a quarterback at Michigan. Alec looks like he might have this ha- answer if he got the clue. <laughs> so, this athlete has three older ble- older brothers. Not older. I didn't say that... older. Just brothers. I thought you did say older. Um, say... Okay, so three brothers who have played NCAA football. Played or playing. Or are currently playing, and one of them is currently the quarterback. A, quarter- a, a quarterback in Michigan. Next clue. There's a good reason for my siblings possessing a prowess for football. My father was a Super Bowl winning wideout for the Broncos while securing Pro Bowl honors in 1998. 
Next clue. I followed my father's footsteps by not only being an offensive threat, but also playing for his alma mater at Stanford, although I did one better than my dad, as I set the single-season NCAA record for all-purpose yards as a true sophomore. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is indeed correct. Chris takes the lead. It is nine to eight. I was, I was actually, I was at the, at the game where he set the record. Fun fact. Oh, you were. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How about that? championship against USC, I believe. Can I offer a take? Yes. Go ahead. Pretty hard. Did I ask? <laughs> yeah. Did I ask? <laughs> <laughs> podcast we're supposed to be interesting we're supposed to add <laughs> add value <laughs> and i just your did. value <laughs> i just right. did so that is halftime in our game chris currently leads nine to eight of course chris archer can take a commanding 2-0 series lead with a win today in a best of five series meaning alec would have to work or be a miracle worker for that matter of fact if it were to come to that but since it is halftime i think we recap some Football, which has finally happened in this calendar year. Or not this calendar year, but this time. This time, in mm-hmm. fact. So, I got word from Alec about his survivor pool and the thrills and spills that came in his Chargers-Bengals game in which, in which the Chargers won on a missed field goal from big old Randy Bullock, Alec. What were the emotions like? Uh, well, Chris was there for it. It went from – I was very defeated. So it actually started – so that drive that Joe Burrow had started like two minutes. It was like a two-minute warning kind of – two-minute drill kind of thing. My Chris can attest to this. My emotions of defeat started about like with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter when in my head <laughs> I started doing the back and forth. And I was like, Joe Burrow is going – it's, it's like set perfectly like the golden boy coming home in his first game is going to lead them on the game winning drive. And I was like, it's going to happen. And I told Chris, I'm like, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to be so mad about it. <laughs> and then Joe Burrow leads the drive. Phenomenal drive. He looks very good. I don't know. I'm assuming I'm one of five people in America that watched the Chargers Bengals game from like, but it, they, they, he looked pretty good. Uh, so they get there. AJ Green runs a perfect route. Look, it, objectively, was a terrible call. But as the only person rooting for the Chargers <laughs> in that game, I was like, wonderful. Finally, yeah. some 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 refereeing. <laughs> um, even and that was a phenomenal catch too. Like ball was placed perfectly. Totally got both feet in. Totally maintained possession, so that should have been a touchdown. I'm like, well, okay. It was definitely P.I. There was a push-off. No question. There was a full full extension. He pushed off. It was Jordan-esque. It was very much a Jordan-esque (laughs) push-off. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where if I was a Bengals fan, I would be upset. Um, But anyway, uh, then the field goal comes, and I'm like talking to Chris, like, do we really think – that like like a foregone conclusion. I was like, can they pull this off in overtime? Can the Chargers actually win me my money? And as I'm saying this, I see the I see the, him pull up after shanking it, and I have n- never laughed harder probably in my <laughs> life. And I feel fair laughing because we all know he's faking it. Totally, he's not yeah, injured. Totally, totally, totally that is fake. 
that's one of the most shameful things I think I've ever seen with an NFL kicker. Like, and it's and it's not just like the fact that he just like pulled up and like, oh my leg, but it's like he's not the most fit of NFL players, you know? And that's no, he's not. No, let's just to put it just to put it as politely as possible because we are playing. Yeah, he's chunky. And he's probably he's probably going to get dropped this week. Oh yeah, I mean it's honestly. very possible. I think the most shameful part was him pulling up and then grabbing the wrong leg. That's like, right. That's uh, right. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. Because... From a biological standpoint, if you're going to get injured on that, you're going to hurt the plant leg because, like, you plant and then you swing. The swinging Definitely. is not going to injure you. It's the plant. And yes. he and he pulled up, hobbling up on his left leg, and then he stops and grabs his right leg. <laughs> He's like, wait, and then he you... gets examined for his left leg. Yeah, he got examined for his left leg, and they're like, "There's no problem here." But he held his right leg on the field. And he was like, "Oh, woe is me! <laughs> I've torn everything." You uh, know like what? In that, in that split moment when he was reaching down, he had a little Jimmy Neutron like like brain brain blast, <laughs> brain blast. Yeah. and he's like what leg yeah. do i choose <laughs> he yeah. chose like, this is clearly totally. oh my god yeah he's like this is clearly the right move here nobody can fact like we can't fact check injuries i mean like when have we ever been able to do that as a human species uh, like we like how do we know if we're injured i can keep that covered up but anyway on to on to week two on to week two, and of course, this has been a rough sports week for Chris, not only with the Clippers, but the Niners falling in game one. And I don't think the head should be down after this game. I mean, look at the Cardinals. They look really fucking good. I mean, they to be fair, phenomenal. they looked phenomenal. Yeah. So I wouldn't be too concerned as a, for you Niner fans, but no. just be warned. This is, this is a warning, though, that this division is about to get a wild. It's. I mean, it it was last year, and it it is again this year the strongest division in all of football, the mm-hmm. NFC West. Like, like the Rams could very well be a nine, maybe even a ten win team, and they're probably the worst team in the division this year. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, if um, there if there aren't three, if all three teams in the honestly. All four teams in the playoffs because of the new seven teams. Oh, that's right. The new seven team. All four teams could realistically make the playoffs. They could. It would just, if Arizona, I don't know if there's a possible like way you could have, although you could have like a Nate records. I'd have to do all the math and stuff and like the, the whatever, but you could have all teams like finish like nine, seven, eight and eight in a wild division and have all four teams make the playoffs because you can't have like a six win team even get in. So it's like, you know, whoever's like bottom of that division is like kind of, you kind of have to feel for them because that is such a competitive division. But people have to realize that that last team, probably at the end of the year, is going to have to be like, that's the best last place team in the league, regardless of who it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. a tes- it's a testament to how strong that division really, really is. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about the Niners. I, I mean, Jimmy didn't look great. It was a no. little concerning, but at the same time, oh, when is, when is two wide receivers. What are we saying, Alc? He looked, he looked pretty good last year. I mean, he wasn't like a dominant force or anything, but 
I see. Mr. Four. Yesterday he just wasn't as oh. consistent. And you see that in like the third and fourth down conversion numbers. They were like three for fourteen or something like that. I have mm-hmm. a question. Yep. Philadelphia Eagles over Garden. under seven and a half wins. Under. They're a five win team. God, here's the here's the here's the thing I'll admit. I had high hopes for the Eagles going into this year, personally. But but the way how hungry Washington looks, that's a hungry football team. <laughs> the the way the football team looks, that's a hungry football team. It's a hungry football team. But they I just think don't have the talent though. I think Alec, your yeah. seven and a half win projection could be right on the money. I would say eight wins. Most at most eight wins for the Eagles. I think they look atrocious. Granted, they were up 17 nothing at one point, and they just happened to blow a lead because Ron Rivera at halftime made people realize that all the other, his players in the locker rooms are wussies because Ron Rivera's getting IV checks at halftime and still coaching because he has cancer. You know, that's the most fascinating thing. Yeah. One of the more fascinating things I've seen. So that is badass. It's this, badass. This 12 months for the, for the, the Washington football team is fascinating. Yes. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this ever. Just, I, I don't know. But yeah, point being, I think the Eagles have potential to be like a bottom three team in the league because their entire offensive line is like shredded. Right? That bad? No, I think they might, but not because like they're not a top, they're not a bottom three talent. They have so many injuries, and I have a belief that Carson Wentz is the is the kind of guy where like if they start out the season well, then he'll play well. I also think that if they start playing bad, I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to uplift them. I also mm-hmm. think that the Eagles are kind of psychotic, so I feel like there's a good chance that if they're bad, then they're like, hmm, well, we did spend our first-round draft pick on another on another quarterback. Let's see what he can do, and we know mm-hmm. he's not going to do anything. Point being, I think there is a lot of money to be made betting against the Eagles this year. Interesting. All right. That's the totally reverse what I thought going into the year just because of the talent that they had on both sides of the ball but those injuries have really uh, dampened those hopes going into this year all right so halftime is over it is now time for the third quarter and third quarter format is tail the tape so players are given names of two subjects beforehand and then are asked questions regarding the comparison of those two subjects each player will be asked three questions in this fashion, and each question will be worth a point. Double trouble rules apply, and this will be your last chance to use them. You have both of your disposal still to this point. So, Chris leads 9-8, to eight, so Alec will get the first clue of our two athletes, one, our athletes this time that we are comparing. Last week we did your beloved Kings and Clippers respectively, but now... They're the two starting quarterbacks of the NFL opener, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. We're going to be comparing those two players for the next six questions. And Alec gets the first one here. Who had more passing yards in the season opener on Thursday night? Mahomes. Mahomes only had 211, while Deshaun Watson had 253. That is incorrect. 
Still 9-8 to Chris. Chris, you have the second question. Who had the higher draft position in the 2017 draft? That is uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is incorrect. Mahomes went really? 10th. Watson went 12th. Two picks separated like them. More, there was definitely more hype around Deshaun Watson. Going totally. That, yeah, that's yeah. why it caught a lot of people by surprise when Kansas City took Mahomes at that time because Deshaun Watson was, of course, still on the board. And as we all know, as we like to tease, you know, Bears fans about them getting Trubisky. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Although he did look good. He's the McDonald's. He looked great yesterday. He did look good, but it's against the lines. Phenomenal. So just chill. It's against the lines. Storied franchise. <laughs> Storied. All right, Al, you get the third question here. So, who has more career passing yards? Mm, what game are you trying to pull here, Drew? You tell me. There's no way it has to be Mahomes. No way, you think? It's Mahomes. It has to be. You think it's Mahomes? Mahomes is incorrect. You said (laughs) you don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. That is incorrect. Mahomes was a backup for his whole rookie year. He backed up Alex Smith and Deshaun Watson started. I'm aware. Indeed. Watson has has only actually um, 31 yards away from reaching 10,000 yards. He is at 99.69. And Mahomes is at 96.23, so we're both going to see them surpass the 10,000-yard mark this season. Yeah, so it was close. It's close, but Watson has slightly more. Yeah, yeah. All right. Chris, you have the fourth clue. Or question, sorry. Who had more pass- trouble here, Drew. All right, double trouble time. Let's see if it pays off. You're up 9-8. Let's see if you can extend the lead here. Which quarterback had more passing touchdowns in college? I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. Mahomes had 93. Watson had 90 on the dial. Mahomes had more in college. Chris, that is two points to your name. You are now up 11-8. Big one for you there. Said the man who didn't follow much college football. He gets that college football question right. Now, Alec, your final question. I'll double. Double right here, so you're both going doubles late in the game. Number five, which quarterback has more career game-winning drives? Mm. Okay, logic is telling me right now is that the Chiefs blow people out. They do not come from behind. The Texans are innately a bad franchise because Bill O'Brien's running it, so I'm going to have to go to Sean Watson because he's in those situations more. Deshaun I might Watson. look stupid, but that's what my gun. So you're going Watson. It's Deshaun. I'm going Watson. Okay. Deshaun Watson has 10 career game-winning drives. Patrick Mahomes, four career game-winning drives. Alec gets two points there. He is now just only a point behind Mr. Chris Archer, who, has, who has a choice to use his last double trouble of the day on this last question. So question number six. He's going to do it again. Here we go. Chris can either go three points ahead or go one point behind Alec. Chris, who has more career starts? More career starts. I've got to go with Watson here. Watson, 38. Mahomes, 
32. That is correct. Chris is up 13-10 going into the fourth quarter. That's a big one there for Chris. And so, the score right now is 13-10 to 10 heading into the final phase. And the final phase, the fourth quarter, is guess who? So, I, the host, will be thinking of an athlete, and the other two contestants will be taking turns asking questions one at a time to try and find out the answer. Once you guess the right answer, you get five points. I will say the sport that the athlete plays before the player asks the questions. The players are only allowed to ask general yes or no questions, and there will be two athletes to guess on only to shorten the game up a little bit, and your double troubles are now void for this. So, if Chris gets this first athlete, he clinches the win because he would go up 18-10, to 10, meaning Alec wouldn't have a comeback. So, to keep this game alive... Alec would need to get this first athlete and guess who. So the athlete that I am thinking of plays football. Fire away, Alec. Since you're behind, you can ask the first clue or question, I should say. Does he play quarterback? No. Is he in the NFL? Yes. Mm, He's playing the AFC? No. Has he won a Super Bowl? No. Was he drafted after 2016? No. Drafted before 2016, plays in the NFC, has not won a Super Bowl. Does he play defense? Yes. Has he always played in the NFC? No. Is he a linebacker? Yes. Has he ever made a Super Bowl? No. And just to clarify, these are active players, right? This is an active player, yeah. Okay. Never made it to a Super Bowl. Plays in the NFC, plays linebacker. Drafted before 2016. Does he play in the NFC South? No. Does he play in the NFC West? No. I wonder what the next question will be. Does he play in the NFC East? No. The Central Man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the American League South. Yeah, a man of the North. Um, hmm. Okay, the, okay, this could be anybody. Um, <laughs> anybody in the NFC Central. Uh, Yes. Who plays linebacker Correct. and hasn't won a Super Bowl and was. Yeah, but there's a lot of players that haven't won Super Bowls. <laughs> that was my point. And you used to play AFC. It has to be somebody like decently well known. You wouldn't do us like that. Um, uh, has he ever made a all-pro team? Yes. Is it Khalil Mack? That is correct, Chris. You have won game two of the five-game series. Huh? How does he win? Aren't one of these worth five points? Yeah, he got five points. There's only two of them this today. There's only two of them. I said two. You're going to be listening to my instructions. (laughs) So that means Alec, or excuse me, Chris is the game two winner. 18 to 10, the final, and he takes a commanding 2 nothing series lead. 
Chris, you get some FaceTime. What do you want to what do you want to say? Preach it. I'd like to thank all my fans, first and foremost, for believing in me. Um no, it was a good game. I I am kind of shocked that I got two soccer questions right. I'm proud of myself there. Especially because yesterday was such a, a bad sports day. Alec can attest. I was in a bad mood mm. between Clippers losing, Niners losing, both my fantasy teams underperforming. Austin Eckler only making one fucking catch. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, Alec, where was the, where was the, the where was the Chargers spirit there on the couch yesterday for Austin Eckler? I was carrying it, I'll be honest. <laughs> they have a backup running back, I believe a rookie. He yes. seems to be better than Austin Eckler. <laughs> well, he's out of UCLA, if and I'm not mistaken. Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly, UCLA. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not too worried about Eckler's usage. He got 19 carries for 86 yards. So it's yeah. pretty decent production, but... We're we're in a PPR league. I'm going to need more than one catch for three yards out of him. That's, yeah, that's where his value comes in. It's a very anti-Austin Eckler stat line that you'd expect. And that's also why I'm not worried. Right. That's also why I'm not worried about Kelly taking some ground touches because Eckler's going to be the, the third down back for that team. I don't think there's any question about that. But still, quite frustrating. I was expecting at least 18 points out of him against the Bengals. But, no. Drew, this, how are uh, your fans? Today definitely cheers me up. Uh, my fantasy team just got – we ran into – We got unstop- boat raced is what happened. We got, we got boat raced by an unstoppable force. That's what happened. I happened to just go up against D-Hop and uh, Devontae Adams on the other opponent's roster. So that was totally unfortunate. But on the other end, I have Juju going tonight – uh, that's Monday night, of course, for you guys listening on Tuesday. We'll see how he fares tonight. I'm going to need an absolute miracle and that Saquon, like, you know, only gets 10 or whatever, but there's no chance I'm probably going to win. Um, but hey, brighter days ahead. I think I have a really good team. I still have good belief in it. The only downside is now Le'Veon Bell's out for like several weeks now with his hamstring injury. That's just a bad situation in New York. He, he was a bad pick for you anyway. Uh, I just thing is I have like I, I high would recommend hopes. picking up Josh Adams off of waivers. Josh Adams. Well, yeah, he's Le'Veon's backup. Oh, true. Yeah, and he's much more... he's much less highly scouted than Le'Veon. So I think Naheem Hines is still on the waiver wire, by the way, in our league. So that's another. I'm, I'm thing. not gonna. I'm not gonna trust any Colts running backs. There's mm. there's too much too much. Uh, share of that backfield between Mac. I guess Mac is out now, so maybe yeah. maybe a little more stock there. Yeah, well, uh, Jonathan... Jonathan Taylor is also going to come up Yep, um, and produce more as the season goes forward. I was pretty happy with my fantasy team this week overall, other than Eckler. Um, Josh Jacobs was, was money. Yep. I guess I'm talking about my other league right now, but Josh Jacobs was money for me. In our league, Dalvin Cook was great for me. Cam Newton, who you didn't believe in. That's yeah. I, I'm starting to kind of wonders for me. It's week one, but there's something in the back of my mind that's making me squirm in my seat about the Pats being good, actually, because I I just don't see them going over five hundred. 
They had him at Vegas had him at nine wins, and I'm like, <laughs> no way, no way. I think they're a nine win team. Nope. True. Nope. They'll, they'll beat the Jets twice. Or, they'll beat the Giants. Or they'll beat the Jets twice. They'll beat the Dolphins twice. Boom. There's four wins. They need to find five wins in the rest of their. They might be able to eke one out against the Bills. I doubt it, but they might. And then hey, they just got to find four wins. No faith in Cameron Newton. <laughs> hey, like I said, it's just week one. The dumps are fire. It hasn't been lit yet, but I think it's about to be lit in Foxborough. That's just it's a. I'm a cynical man when it comes to the Patriots these days. So that's hey, just I, me. I told you that. To, I told you on the, the past twenty years. <laughs> I, I told you yesterday on the phone. I was like, Josh McDaniels is going to have some some creative quarterback runs drawn up for for the goal line, and bada bing, bada boom. Cam Newton has two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. It was, I will admit it was very much a Tim Tebow esque like design, yeah. you know. Yeah. He did work with him in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alec, do you have any final thoughts, Mr. Loser? <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that supposed to mean, Buckaroo? The yeah, Chargers down, won this weekend. No, you're down two oh in this series. That's what matters most. Yeah, but I'm one and oh in my survivor league, so who's the real winner? Well, no, you're one and two. You still have a losing record. Based on that. In my survivor league. No, I actually stand to win money in my survivor league. Your two losses and who to thunk outweighs the one win. That's just how it goes. Yeah, but I I disagree. That's the problem. Well, I'm the host and I am the I am the dictator. <laughs> He's the dictator. And with that mm. I'm going to get off this Drew, Mr. Loser. Yep, indeed. Drew, Everyone I'm coming up, I'm coming back with a vengeance. Whenever we do this next, well, you better study. I, I'm not gonna study. I don't, I'm not a nerd. Oh man, I'm not a dweeb. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I guess I'll watch some more CBS Sports Cast of golf. You asshole. <laughs> hey, I thought you know the. I thought you know about Barrow and his stuff. I, you know, I just I thought thought you'd get that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Stop it. Get them next week. And on that Monday note, everyone, on, so. indeed, we're going to go watch some Monday Night Football. And on that note, don't go chasing waterfalls. I looked up that, like, Rex Ryan wife, like, press conference and went to Google Images thinking that I would get something, and yet I found this article that I'm going to send into the chat right now, and I want to get some thoughts. Okay, let's fire away. Yeah, I just sent it. Let's see. Jets' coach Rex Ryan foot, Ryan's foot fetish is an unhealthy sex expert say. That's the first thing that popped up. Yeah, people are saying. Wow. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Hey, yeah. who'd have thunk? Who'd have damn yeah, thunk? Yeah, who'd have thunk? Who'd have damn thunk? That's our who'd have thunk for the day. Right there. <laughs>